and welcome back to Sounds of the Sanctuary, the second series of the podcast from Red Wings Horse Sanctuary. My name is Jude and over the next five episodes, me and my colleagues from across Red Wings are going to take you on a tour and catch you up on what's been happening here at the Sanctuary since our last series. Each episode will bring you updates from some of our newly rescued horses and donkeys and you are going to meet some of the staff and supporters who make what we do here at Red Wings possible. And with us currently caring for over 1,500 horses, ponies, donkeys and mules, we simply couldn't do it without them. Much like last series, each episode will be accompanied by a sister podcast called Field Notes where I will sit down with some of our experts to explore topics that we touch on in Sounds of the Sanctuary in more detail. Make sure to click subscribe wherever you download your podcast so you never miss an episode. This episode, we begin with another rescue update. This time, it's on little Welsh pony Hugh, who was the subject of one of our appeals last year, so you might recognise him. Hugh was rescued in November 2020 from Gethlake Air Common in Wales. The Red Wings team had learned that his mother had sadly been killed by a car and he was all alone. He had tried to integrate with the herd of ponies but was clearly suffering without his mum to protect him. He was only three months old. Hugh was taken to Red Wings so we could give him the care he needed. Because the first few months of his life were living amongst the semi-feral herds on the common, Hugh was very unfamiliar with and nervous of human contact. Even though he was weak and poorly, his fear response was so strong that if someone approached him, he would run straight at the fence and risk hurting himself. We therefore knew he was going to need ongoing support with his handling training so that he could learn to trust humans. He therefore moved to live our specialist behaviour centre. Jenny went along to catch up with him now and see how he's doing and to see how your support is helping change the lives of ponies just like you. You're going to meet Hugh's trainer Chris and then tag along to one of his training sessions to find out just how far this little guy has come. So I have popped down to Behaviour Centre today and I've come to catch up with Chris. Hello. Who is one of the behaviour team down here. Hi Chris. Hiya. Would you like to tell us a little bit about how you came to work at Red Wings? Yeah, I, I've been working with horses my whole life. I grew up around them. Um, there's a little picture of me in a, as like a two-year-old just sat there so with a big <laughs> smile. Went from there and finished school and I went and did a, an equine-related degree. It's equine science, complementary therapies and natural horsemanship was the full title. Wow, that's it, a long title. Yeah, Reese College. So then I, I had literally had my official university uh, graduation ceremony on the 11th of October and then I started at Red Wings on the 14th oh, wow. back in 2013. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously today um, we're going to be looking at Hugh who's one of the ponies that you look after yeah, here. Yeah, he's a very sweet little lad. Oh, I can't wait to meet him. Shall we head over and yeah, see where he is? Good. So we've just walked up to Hugh's paddock. Chris, are we going to go in the paddock or are we going to bring Hugh out here? Uh, we're going to get him out into this training area where I usually train him because that's uh, where he's used to being trained. So we keep it consistent for him um, and he's used to, and obviously, we wouldn't go in along the lines once he is happy being trained in this area, then build up to train him in another area and 
so forth and so forth. So he's used to being worked anywhere. And we can hear some wickering going on in the background. They're obviously like, Chris is here. <laughs> These are all under a handling program. These guys have a few other handlers and train these guys as well so they're, right. they're all used to coming out here for school and of course you can see there's been some grooming going on as well oh look at that keen as a button straight yeah, through yeah. the gate he knows his routine hello Hugh they're going to be a little bit curious of the microphone who is coming over for a sniff Oh, and he's going to try to eat it. <laughs> no, that's not good Scooby Snacks. <laughs> oh, he's actually quite little is, in, yeah. in real life, isn't he? Boy. So you can, might be able to hear um, there's some snacks that Chris has got for him and he's using the clicker trainer. Yeah, clicker, yeah. So I'm using it to mark the behaviour I'm looking for. In the moment, I'm just marking for relaxation. So just when his head comes down. Or as we get some ears forward, or like the gums are quite relaxed. Yeah. Uh, for example. He looks like he's very used to this. Yeah. Behavior, absolutely. Yeah. Really. As well, when I feed him as well, I wait for him to sort of just look away from me a bit, and so I don't want him to train to him to mug me or. Yes. Um. So I just sometimes yeah, just wait a little pause before I give him the food to make sure he doesn't come over. So I why then go over. And you can really see that behaviour actually because he's not coming towards you yeah. with his head at all to like grab food from you. Neck. Boy. Good boy, Neck. You can see like he's he's very used to being in your presence. Absolutely, absolutely yeah. I'm just getting relaxed then. Neck. As you can see, so his head goes a bit tense there. Yeah. So I just waited for him, his ears to come forward a little bit, and his head to just drop a little. It's because he was a bit uh, nervous about me touching him there. And then sometimes I'll just do an easy one in between just to bring that stress threshold back down. You have so much patience, and oh. with a pony like mm. you, is there a typical sort of time frame of how long? No, I think it, it just depends. It just depends on the pony and their individual learning history. Like obviously, I've been quite lucky with Hugh. He's been quite naive, um, like so he's not really had much handling at all before he's come into the sanctuary or it's, since he's been in the sanctuary. Yeah. So it's a fairly blank slate for me, which is quite nice. Whereas obviously sometimes you've got other ones that have got previous learning history, so you've then got to try and retrain that behaviour as well as trying the new behaviour. Boy, wait. See, as you can see, he likes to follow. <laughs> he does like to follow you. I guess he he feels safe with you. Yeah. That's he that's a key scoop, part, yeah. isn't it, of the of the behaviour yeah. training? Wait. Have a sniff of the microphone. Yeah. No, I just waited for him to move his head away again. There. Yeah. I know it's a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. It's a little bit scary, my microphone. I'm going to take a step back. Boy. Good boy. Well done, Hugh. You're doing exceptionally well. Boy. He's sort of relaxed a lot now. His head's come right down. Well done. So he's just hoovering up the last bits of his treats there for being such a good boy 
and then uh, we're going to pop him back in with his friends. So Hugh's now back in his field and his friend Houdini came over to greet him at the gate. So how did they become friends? Um, well, they were originally brought in, well, obviously Hugh came in and then he had uh, problems with so, social skills and obviously being uh, orphaned at such a young age and uh, he just didn't really know how to interact with other horses. So he was introduced to Houdini in the sanctuary, I believe, and obviously Houdini's helped him uh, develop sort of personal skills with being able to get in with the herd so now he's obviously in the herd with um, you know, four or five other horses and he's actually been able to make friends. So we've just moved across the farm a little bit further and we've come to see one of the younger residents um, over here which is Bruni who was born a couple of years ago and uh, Chris uh, we've brought your camera out with us today because several of our supporters, you may have seen quite a lot of Chris's photos actually on our social feeds because do quite like to take your camera out and do, photograph yeah. our residents. Um, tell us a little bit about your photography. How did you get into it? Um, I mean, I've always liked taking pictures on my phone. So I always thought I'd really like a proper digital camera. And so I think it was probably about May 2020, I think it was just around the start of the pandemic and that, that I got a camera and I started just going out and playing with it, going out to the beach and working out take like the sunrise shots or like coming in here and just sitting in the field and it's quite interesting to sit in the field and just sort of watch all the different behaviours and the, the sort of different friends and pair bonds and stuff. It must be quite different photographing horses to people as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously then they're, they're not um, quite so told where to stand yeah. and how to pose. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. But um, equally some of your photographs, mm. like we've used them mm. definitely in our communications work at Red Wings. Yeah. And one's even been published, hasn't it? Has, it? Yes. Do you want to tell us about in that? Horse, in Horse and Rider magazine, yes, on a, yeah. with an article uh, Nicola Jarvis has done about um, worming resistance, yeah. which is obviously a very interesting read as well. So, I mean, that was amazing to see. I mean, I've had a couple, like I said, I've had a couple in calendars. I think two of mine are actually in the Red Wings calendar this year as well. Uh, so it's really amazing to see. I've, I haven't got around to framing it yet, but um, I will. I'm going to get a nice frame and get it all pinned up and stuff I think my mum's probably going to do the same as well for what I've heard and <laughs> oh that'll be amazing yeah. um and yeah so there's a, you know a little plug in there for the Red Wings calendar so um we're going to go and take some photos of Bruni 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 she's very friendly so she's <laughs> She's been very used to being handled from a young age, I guess. Yeah, so. she has, yeah. Ella, one of our grooms there, she trains her on a regular basis as well. With the... And here they come. Wow. She really has shot up. She's yeah. not much smaller than mum now. Absolutely. She's probably bigger, I think. Now, I think. <laughs> yeah, actually, looking, she probably mm. is a little bit taller, isn't she? Yeah. Oh, they're just ambling quite calmly across the field to us to come and say hello. She's quite curious about your camera, yeah, Chris. She is indeed. She wants to take a few photos herself, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, maybe she's quite she an does. inquisitive one. She does uh, like to play with things. That's when she was in stables, she did like to uh, play with the light switches and oh really? Yeah, and scare our night's team. Oh dear! What turning on and off the yes, lights? Yes, yeah. So they thought there was a stranger in the barn, <laughs> <laughs> but it was just Bruni. Are you mischief, Bruni? Yes, yes. She got a bit bored of being in stables when her mum had a sore eye. Oh. 
how tall do you think she is now, I roughly? Know. Roughly what, rising 15, I think, at least? Yeah. She's a gorgeous colour. Oh, yeah, isn't she? Really, really beautiful. She's got a lovely little blaze down yeah. her face as well. <laughs> Very sweet, Bruni. You look a lot different from a little foal. Yeah, you she's were. shot up, hasn't she? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Bruni is pulling loads of faces. She's <laughs> almost smiling for the camera yeah. for you, Chris. Next up, for our interview feature, we're going to chat to another one of our amazing team here at Red Wings, horse care team member David. Some of our team, just like Chris, have grown up around horses or wanted to work with them their entire lives. But as David will tell you, this is not always the case. Here at Red Wings, we welcome applications to join us from all walks of life. And I think David just goes to show that if you love horses, there's a place for you here at Red Wings. So today I've come over to our Piggott's Farm, which is south of Norwich. And it's one of our largest sanctuary farms here at Red Wings. And I'm here to talk to a very special person. And that person is David. So David, I wonder if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and your role here at Red Wings. Yes, certainly. I'm David. This July I'll be 66. I've been here for about 15 months and I absolutely enjoy it. I used to be a lorry driver beforehand. To be honest with you, I wish I'd have come here earlier. In fact, several years ago, because there's... Not a job I don't think more rewarding, and my role is anything what they ask me to do, I'll do it. Poo picking, leading horses, feeding, helping with you know, farriers. Oh, amazing! So, how did you end up? You said you were a lorry driver. How did you end up being going from being a lorry driver to working here? Well, I was with the company I was with, I was with cart and gravel, and there was a horse stuck in the ditch, and I felt really sorry for it. And I rung the RSPCA and the police. And at uh, the time I got to uh, Yarmouth, uh, the police were there and the, the rescue people were there and they pulled it out of the ditch and uh, come, the police found out who it was and I got a thank you note and I thought oh, I'd like to work with, with animals because I'm very animal in Toria anyway and I just like to work with them and I thought yeah. well I'll try and uh, tried Red Wings and uh, they took me on and I've never looked back since. I haven't been more happy to be honest with you. Oh, amazing. That's such a lovely thing to hear. So, what's your favourite part of the role? I know you said you love all of it, but if there was one thing that you had to pick as your favourite, what would that be? Being with the horses, to be honest with you. I can't think. I can't think of a better job. There's no words to describe. I like all the jobs. I don't. I don't. I just get on and do it. But I love making the fuss of the horses, and you can see that in their little faces and the way they react, that they appreciate it, and that's just just the love of it. I really do enjoy it. Yeah. And um, what about any favourites? Do you have any favourite horses here over at Piggott's? Yes, I had. Uh, I've got. Well, I had. I've. I had two. One was Zorro, and uh, to be honest with you, when he passed away, he passed away. What they call colic. And uh, I know I'm 66, but I cried like a baby when oh. he passed away. Uh, then we had another one, Florin, and uh, she was my favourite overall favourite. And once again, I cried like a baby, and I've got pictures of her at tomb and in the restroom, and now I've got one, what we call Little Princess Royal, but she's just so cute. And I know we, we had a chat before when I met you, and, and you were talking about how much you love to talk to the horses. 
Do you think that makes a difference, being able to just sort of talk to them and, and be friendly with them? Oh, yes. Yeah. So when I first came here, I thought I was being silly. And every every chance I got, whatever horse it is, I would talk to them as I was feeding them, mucking them out, poo-picking, or whatever I had to do. And uh, I just put my arms around them and give them a cuddle. And I know it sounds silly, but uh, there's no love and better animal, I, do, I don't think, anyway, apart from my little dog. <laughs> I think you might have hit the nail on the head. I think not silly at all. So in your role, what does a day in the life of of David look like? What's your average day resemble? Well, I start from pickets. Obviously we clock in and we have a laugh and joke with some of the staff here and the management, which are very good. Uh, Then uh, our team leader, she gives the orders out. And that's either we call up Norton's pool picking and feed the Golden Goldies and med them. Obviously, I haven't been qualified for the giving the meds out yet but that's, I'm hoping that's going to come uh, then we'll do that then we'll come back and have break then we'll go out off what we call on the cage on the forage run or on the ATV which is a little haylage run if not we'll go cleaning shelters and then we'll come back and uh, have lunch if not sometimes we'll go on a check with more experienced checkers that's first thing in the morning mm-hmm. then we'll have lunch and if I've been on check in the morning, I'll do it in the afternoon with, with you know, some of the more experienced staff. I used to enjoy, when the, when it's been raining, going clearing the water off the fields. Oh, that was okay. my favourite. Yeah. I, I used to love that. And it's an achievement to see the fields get running, the water running off the fields. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, mending fences. I'll go around. They call me the little handyman. <laughs> or the old boy, they say. <laughs> so, no, it's over, overall, it's it's a pleasant day. It's a pleasure to come in. And sometimes I don't want to go home. You know, it's so nice just to... Just to be partnering around, and they have to tell me sometimes, come on, we've got home now. <laughs> time to go home. Yeah. yeah, time to go home. Well, it sounds like you must be such an asset to the team and quite a popular member. It, yeah, it's good. Management, they look after me. In fact, they spoil me, to be honest with you. <laughs> you know, and anybody want to come and work for, you know, for Red Wings, I'd very wisely strongly to do so because I can't find a better job. Well, I think that says it all, really, and we can end our interview there. And I think what we better do is go and find a pony so that we can go and cuddle a pony and hear you talking to them in in person, I think, can't we? So we'll we'll sign off our interview, and then listeners will be back very soon with a pony, and we can hear David doing his thing in person. So we've come out into the barn, and who's this, David? This is Huon, this is, yeah, he's just brought in for, I think, believe they bring him in for, they think he's colican, but uh, as you see, he's a lovely friend of Huon. He's <laughs> one of what we call the golden oldies, I feel right at home with him. <laughs> ain't you, boy? Huh? You're a good boy, ain't you? Huh? Oh, so you got a smile. <laughs> do I get a kiss? No. Yes, I do. Good boy. Look, how you love him, huh? Oh. Yeah. You do seem right at home together. Oh, I, I love them. Golden oldies yeah. together, yeah, hey? Yeah, two golden oldies, <laughs> two handsome chaps, aren't you, mate? <laughs> You're two handsome chaps. Aww. There. Oh, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Say bye, honey. And that brings us nicely on to our final feature of this episode, our Sanctuary Stars feature. And this time we chat to Holly from Red Wings Ada Cole in Harlow in Essex about their very, very special oldie, Ruby. Hi, Holly. How are you? Hello, Jenny. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Um, Holly, do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do at Red Wings, what your job title is and what you're responsible for? 
Yeah, so I'm the yard manager at Ada Cole in Essex. I've been here for eight years this December doing this job. I'm responsible for sort of between 80 and 90 equines at any one time. Um, we do have two goats here as well, which are very cool little goats. Um, and I also manage a team of about 13 or 14. So we just deal with the day to day care of our residents that live here and just make sure that all their welfare needs are met. Oh, and you do an amazing job as well. And yes, of course. I and almost forgot that you've got Frappe and Latte there as well, the goats. They're they are, quite the characters. Definitely. Very funny, those two goats. <laughs> uh, well, much as I would love to talk more about them, and maybe we'll do that another time. Today, we're going to have a chat about one of your oldest residents there, the lovely Ruby. Would you like to tell us a little bit about her, what her personality's like, how old she is? So Ruby, she's our oldest resident on site. She's 33. She'll be 34 this year. She is the sweetest, most cuddliest pony we've got on site. Um, she loves a back scratch. So what we tend to find when we're out poo picking our paddock, she'll just walk up to us, sort of buff her little bottom round and go, can you scratch my back? And she just rubs herself up her hands. <laughs> you know, she's just she's just a really lovely, lovely person to be around. Really happy, really friendly. She's oh, very sweet. Bless her. She sounds lovely. And you must really enjoy working with her. Definitely. It's really rewarding to see it, you know, a golden oldie looking quite well like she does and happy as well and content with her life, really. Yeah. And do you know much about her background? When did she first come in to Red Wings? So pre-merging with Red Wings, she's a, an, an Ada Cole original pony. So she came into Ada Cole in 1992. Um, wow. Unfortunately, yeah, a long time ago before. I mean, I think I was a year old in 92, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, her owners just couldn't look after her anymore. Physically, she was very, very healthy, but she was just very nervous. So Ada Cole agreed to take her in um, and take over her care. Oh, amazing. And what a, what a long life she's having at the sanctuary. Yeah, it's incredible. Definitely. Does she need sort of any specialist care because she's an older lady? Yeah, so she's got pretty poor teeth. As she's got older, her teeth have become what's called a uh, smooth mouthed. So there's no grooves in her teeth anymore. So she can't grind long fibre down properly. Um, so she's what we call a no long fibre. So she lives off of lots of happy hoof and lots of senior super mash. Um, so she gets fed four, sometimes five times a day. And we soak her feed. So they're all really sloppy. So they get their feed all over their face, bless her. Um, <laughs> yeah, she, she looks like a real mess some days lover oh, yeah and obviously where she's a little bit older as well she does suffer with arthritis in her hocks so she does have special medication for that as well oh bless her and talking about sort of extra feeds obviously you said there that she has uh, maybe five a day which is obviously quite a quite a few very nice for her do you want to sort of tell us a little bit more about sort of how that affects her during the seasons are there different times of the year where you have to sort of provide different types of food for her definitely so in the summer we provide her with less sort of feed so she'll get four feeds a day in the summer and mm -hmm. that's because she's obviously out on a, on better grass and then during the winter when the grass isn't so good then we up her feeds to sort of five feeds a day um, and we spread that out as evenly as we can throughout the day and, and then later on into the evening with our night checks as well so yeah it does vary and as well as Ruby, do you have any other golden oldies, Ada Cole, that you look after? 
We do. We have her best friend, Lindy. Uh, Lindy's a little bit younger. I think she'll be 30 this year. So still a golden oldie, still a good age. And she's like another Welshy type pony, but she's completely white, Jenny. So you can imagine when she's eating her sloppy feed, her face isn't white. And then, you know, everywhere else just becomes a big mess of Lindy, I suppose. Oh. So we have yeah, wash their faces quite regularly, bless them. <laughs> they need a, a, a little flannel wash afterwards. They do, and the little pat dry with a paper towel. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, some of our supporters might, well, they've probably seen Ruby over the years on our social media anyway, but some people <laughs> listening might remember seeing a post about Lindy probably within the last 12 months or so because you sent in a cracking photo of her <laughs> with mash all over her face. Having a very messy feed, bless her. Yeah, very messy, bless her. <laughs> and I guess, you know, obviously you work with these um, residents day in, day out. Are there any sort of favourites that spring to mind for you or your team? Oh, we're not obviously meant to have favourites, but <laughs> Ruby is definitely a farm favourite. Ruby has to be a farm favourite for all of us, I think, actually. We've all got a soft spot for her. Just she reminds us of our nans, you know, she's like mm. our little, our granny. Yeah. So we do. Oh. Yeah, we love Ruby. <laughs> oh, bless her. Well, Holly, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day today. You're I will welcome. let you go back in and, and keep looking after all those lovely residents down there. And it's lovely to see you. And you too, Jenny. Take care. And you. Bye. Just like that, Grandma Ruby brings us perfectly onto the subject of this week's Field Notes episode. This week, it's part two of my chat with Head of Veterinary and Care, Nikki Jarvis, as we talk about another one of her specialist subjects, caring for the older horse. She talks about how we manage our golden oldies here at Red Wings and things that owners and carers can do to keep their oldies happy and healthy. Thank you for listening to episode two and join us back here next week for your latest instalment of Sounds of the Sanctuary. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Bye!